0: Welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on the world's best internet radio station, BFF.fm, or subscribe to the podcast at for the record podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about a new album from the arcade fire called We, and it starts out with a song called Age of Anxiety One.
1: age of doubt and a doubt we'll figure it out is it you or is it me age of anxiety
0: This is the sixth studio album from the arcade fire one of indie rock's great bands uh but you know their last couple albums in my opinion kind of lost their way a little bit and this one is much more of a return to form but they're obviously making very big ambitious swings and not you, there's some hits and some misses it's a mixed bag but i really enjoyed this record
2: well yeah let's start with the conclusion and then <laughs> build up to it um no this is you know i think They are a band that has never (laughs) played it safe. And I think this first track is pretty long and has so many different things going on in it. And even that just being called one and two is kind of a through line on the album where almost every track is part of a one to four part sequence. Um, I'm not sure I quite follow why, because sometimes they're really cohesive. In particular, this four part right in the middle very cohesive and then less cohesive ones on either end. This one, it's like, like one and two. Well, they both kind of start with this piano and much more organic sound that then transitions into a much more electronic sound. But one thing, bring your good headphones, because I think most of my listening I've done on this album was with kind of cheap Bluetooth earbuds. And that was a mistake because the little whispers that you are so easy to miss these atmospheric synths that it feels like you're being dropped into the into this world of sound it is a level of craftsmanship that you kind of forget oh yeah there aren't that many bands really trying to pull that off
0: yeah this song in particular the way the breath is used as a percussion instrument it just really creates the feeling of anxiety which is what the the theme of the first half of this record is and not to kind of talk about the whole thing all at once in the beginning but they really do set up this overarching theme where the first half of the record is about kind of the anxiety of the time that we're living in and the disconnectedness and then the second half is sort. it's sort of like an infomercial where here's the problem you're trying to solve and then there's the miracle product that solves it all and the miracle product is Community and investing in each other, and recognizing the the importance of you know being with the people that you love.
2: So this first half is someone grimacing in black and white, and this definitely is not a black and white <laughs> sound, but it certainly is a grimacing sound. Or like you open the cabinets pretty...
0: and all of the things fall out.
2: It's it's really bad, but it sounds great, and I think yeah, the, you know, Win Butler has such a distinctive voice, and then I think the balancing of him singing fairly unprocessed, and then. Uh, His partner in crime regime is then singing in the super processed voice And that's really I think through a lot of these songs that kind of back and forth where he's feels very natural And then she feels super synthetic
0: and I think that is part of the theme of the Couplets of songs where as you said like almost every song has kind of its other side is it's it's also kind of about two people and how They each have their own very different contributions
2: Yeah And so, of course, having talked about these two parters, I think it's time for us to just let's let's skip right past part two and get into that four parter that's the kind of heart of the record. And so we'll start off. So it's four parts. For some reason, chopped into two uh, tracks. So we'll just kind of dive in on that first chunk first. And so, end of the empire.
1: This time and I didn't used to walk home in the morning light Without you, without you, didn't used to get hurt Yeah,
2: I love this section. Uh, I've, as I said, the start of the album is really about this kind of contrast between pretty stripped down, piano-driven songs and then very kind of synth, almost disco vibes. And here we get this kind of classic arena rock maximalism with just the sing-along chorus and tons of loud drums, and the guitar sound just is so meaty, and these horns, and it's everything against the wall, and it's just simple again kind of the apocalyptic like well everything's gonna end so let's at least have one more round before we go
0: yeah the the song start or the beginning of this section starts out with one last dance at, here at the end of the empire and you know i think arcade fire gets described as ca- a canadian collective a lot of the time they actually you know um win butler was raised mormon from truckee and i believe he grew up in texas and then studied uh, religious studies at, or has a religious studies undergrad degree, which is I believe why he moved to Montreal and then they all kind of came together in Montreal. But now um, he and Regine, his wife are living in New Orleans and so that's kind of their center. So this, this whole album is very much kind of an American album and a meditation on the American experience.
2: Yeah, and it is it is very much here about like, well, maybe this experiment, we're not quite sure how much longer this is going to go, but we're going to make the most of as much time as we have. I mean, there are these just kind of grim bits of lyrics about like, well, where California used to be <laughs> and where New York used to be. And then this section here of like, well, we'll do the best we can until that happens. And then we kind of, I like that transition from this maximalism of the sec of part two, end of the Empire 2, into the last round into part three leave the light on which is more of this meditation of like well how do we get here I don't know but maybe you know maybe being together with someone is a really important part of how we get through this next part and it's very it's sad and sweet and it's yeah the bombast and quiet just balanced nicely
0: so sections one through three are one track and then the next track is section four and that is what we'll play next
1: midway through life Virgil says, "Take a ride." You'll need.
0: As I said before, this album takes really huge swings and there's some deep cut literary references here. Here we get, you know, Dante's Inferno and the, the um, you know, a reference to Sagittarius A, which is the supermassive black hole at the edge of the galaxy. Not a literary reference, but.
2: Yeah, I don't know that I would call uh, Dante as a deep cut, but certainly it's a classic for a reason and it's, yeah, capturing this feeling of bigness and smallness and, it you know the Divine Comedy is a tour of both the co- the heavens and hell, and the song spends time in both.
0: Well, I was going to say, and one of the overarching themes is a Lawrence Fer- Ferlinghetti poem called "I Am Waiting," which. Butler has said was a big influence on his youth that he his his teacher had his friend Ferlinghetti come and read the poem to the class live when he was in school and that it really had an impact on him and that's where the title Age of Anxiety comes from and you know a lot of the themes in that poem come up in the lightning which is the beginning of the second half of this record anyway there's a lot of there's they're really making a lot of big swings here and being very Uh, trying to be like trying to really say something important and I think that is why even though this album is a bit uneven I really admire their ambition and their attempt to characterize what it is like to be alive in these crazy times
2: yeah the this song I love this transition that it takes about halfway through where it's all about you know I unsubscribe and it's very much talking about like you know life on the internet and these algorithmically driven like your dreams are decided by an algorithm and it's all very dystopian and then the sound opens up into this like almost like 70s cosmic david bowie kind of future like a future that's looking out and it goes up into the sky sonically even as we keep talking about like oh we're you know being medicated and online and then when it opens up like oh we're going to talk about space and the christ child and sagittarius a which is the black hole and this and this entire notion of we're up in space and everything is circling this black hole that's at the center of the galaxy and that yeah the darkness and light and hope and dread all in one and the the sonic journey we take embodies that as well it's really amazing
0: yeah and i believe this album was they intended to begin recording it at the beginning of the pandemic and then everybody had to kind of go home because the pandemic started and so i believe the first half was written more during the trump administration and like as the pen you know like before the pandemic and then i think the second half was more a reflection on what it was like to kind of focus in on the people that really matter to you and realizing like this is what is most important. So we'll start the second half with the next track, which is called The Lightning One.
1: We were born in Paradise, beneath the poison sky. Under a bad sign, the microwave.
2: been very on board for this record this is where they almost lose me through sheer earnestness um i mean there's been repetitiveness and you know i kind of rode with it with the unsubscribe 50 times in the previous track and then here just don't give up on me i won't give up on you it's so earnest and then it's coupled with you know the song starts with i think this kind of cool piano noise and then kind of a real You know arena rock guitar that sounds really great and then suddenly the synths come in with maybe the cheesiest melody and i it's really hard for me to get past and i i feel bad for it just like i just roll with it they're they're earnest and it's sweet but i just all i can think of is like west side story it's like, somewhere there's a place for us. And when that, that melody comes, yeah. all I can hear is, there's a place for us. And yeah. It's like, and and suddenly I'm on a balcony in New York, not wherever they want me to be.
0: I guess, I mean, I think that I almost hear this record as sort of a musical theater piece. And maybe that is why I'm more on board with it. That they're really taking the mood from one place to the next. and. This song, you know, where we, we played, where it fades out, really just kind of keeps rolling into the next track. And they're really kind of building on, you know, they're changing the tone and then building on something, which I was on board with.
2: Yeah, I think it kind of, it takes me out of the album, but I do appreciate, yeah, that it has that, uh, you know, I talked about some of the pairs were more cohesive and this is maybe the most cohesive where it really just immediately leads into the, I think the last section of this song is, at least on the album is one, two, three, four going into boom, the next track. And so that's called The Lightning too I
1: heard the thunder and I thought it was the answer, but I found I got the question wrong.
0: favorite song on this record and it's what really like draws me into listening to it again and again and I feel like it's the real kind of heart of the record and you know as I I mentioned before Wynn Butler has said in interviews that this you know this uh, poem by Lawrence Ferlinghetti called I Am Waiting was you know kind of an inspiration for some of the record and the poem ends with this part that I'll just read it says i'm waiting for the last long careless rapture and i'm perpetually waiting for the fleeing lovers on the grecian urn to catch up to each other to catch each other up at last and embrace and i'm waiting perpetually and forever a renaissance of wonder and i feel like that's kind of what is captured in this song this you you know you don't know when the lightning will come but you're waiting for that moment where the sky is lit up and you kind of understand why you're here
2: yeah there's such a concentration of energy in the song it's just unrelenting just very loud and the the shortest song on the album and it just captures this ton of energy and all of the sort of cheesiness that threw me off in the lightning one I'm kind of on board here where there's this uh like little kind of synth repeated Melody that is kind of a gives me this super like Bruce springsteen vibe I don't know it just makes really anchors it in that kind of sonic world for me but then the role it plays of that the there's this incredible propulsive energy but that little melodic figure that happens between the verses between the choruses and it kind of gives this feeling of kind of being stuck in place and turning and i love how you get kind of stuck in place you're like thrusting forward and then spinning around and thrusting forward and spinning spinning around and then right between that pre-chorus and the chorus we kind of start to spin around and then break out of it and it's like you get this weird hiccup in the rhythm going into the chorus mm-hmm. and it's so it, you know it took me a while I think to notice that but I think it's really effective that it that the, the, the chorus even as it's about waiting for something to happen it's also kind of has that sonic power of the of the song you've been just kind of oh waiting again waiting again and boom you're breaking out of that wait and now it's like oh you're the lightning there's that ambiguity it might not be good it might not be bad or it might it might be good it might be bad but at least you'll find out and it won't be kind of speculating it's like this very philosophical like oh you're listening to the thunder and you don't, you're trying to interpret that and just like no just look for the lightning <laughs> that'll make things clear and at least you'll know
0: and like not to read too much into it but i think of this as kind of the spiritual successor of keep the car running which is far and away my favorite arcade fire song which is about that same sensation of knowing that like You don't know what your place in history is going to be but like things are changing and and not necessarily for the better and you don't know what you're going to be called upon to do and so i feel like this song is like kind of maybe answers that of like maybe we're figuring it out like this is this is our moment in history to kind of change the way that we're living our lives
2: yeah, and I think that leads nicely into this end of the album where we start to get these songs that are very much, I think, about like, hey, let's look positively into the future with Unconditional One, Lookout Kid.
0: by coming in at the end there. This song builds up from just a spare acoustic guitar and piano and then really builds up over the course of the song. And that is the end that's kind of the more powerful part. But you get the accordion and some of the other instrumentation, which really makes this song lovely and full. And, you know, Wynne Butler and his wife, Regine Chasson, have one son, and this was a song to him, obviously, which is just
2: really sweet. Yeah, the earnestness you know, the the cynic in me, the Gen Xer who was told that oh, don't, nothing matters, but then I hear this and just the expression of pure parental love and it's, I'm completely won over and I tear up at just that, that this expression of what it is to be like, I'm going to love you no matter what. I know you're going to be amazing. I can't tell you what you're going to be able to do and it's, it's just, it's so it, it shouldn't work like it, it should collapse under its own earnestness and yet it somehow works as a song and it is this energy of, you know, I I think early in the record where things get noisy, it's very synthetic. And here, you know, there's a little bit of synth, but it's mostly these very organic string sounds. And they bring in a lot of these kind of, I guess, conga drums that have a really kind of earthy sound to them. And it's A, something I think hasn't really been prominent on the record up until now. And then it does provide, I think, the only bit of kind of sonic cohesion between this track and its partner, The Unconditional 2. But yeah, we're coming here and it's just this message of positivity, unconditional love. I believe in you and it's... I it's like they believe in me i just i really feel it it's really sweet
0: yeah you almost feel like the that regime and win each took the assignment of like write a song about unconditional love and that was this was his and then the next one it's it's her vocals i I assume that he wrote it but um i i like the duality of these so the next song is unconditional two race and religion So that's Peter Gabriel doing backing vocals and being featured on that track. Who Shasan has said that when she, you know, she's a, her family's Haitian immigrants who fled Papa Doc Duvalier and moved to Montreal. And hearing Peter Gabriel's music when she was a kid, she thought the drums were the first like popular music drums that she had heard that reminded her of the her family's music that they would listen to. And so I, she's always been a big fan and I think it's great that now he's on
2: this. Yeah, song. that he was yeah, such a pioneer of yeah, this very like synth-driven prog pop, but then with yeah, this really earthy and I guess the credits for this record have both mult like multiple conga players and a djembe drum and so there's just really cool drum sounds. And I think, and you saw that, I guess, when they played on Saturday Night Live recently and you got to see like the cool percussion instruments on stage and feature prominently and it just, it gives it such a kind of cool vibe and her voice just being allowed to step up front is great. Uh, Although I do appreciate that, you know, Peter Gabriel is mostly just kind of this call and response in the background and then I love how towards the end of the song. There's this weird section with kind of the the synths running in reverse, and it kind of feels like we're rewinding the song. And then suddenly it goes to this outro where now Peter Gabriel is taking the lead, and Regine is more in the background and responding to him. And so it's this kind of sweet inversion there as well. It's a cool track.
0: Yeah, I think this whole record has such great, like, well thought out themes, and the way that they're executed is. Not always perfect, but I just love to see artists being really ambitious about, you know, the fact that we're going through a really crazy time in history and trying to capture that and trying to capture the big themes that are happening now in a way that will last, that that people will be able to reflect on 50 years from now and recognize that this was an album written in 2022.
2: Yeah, I mean, you look back and as, as much as it's kind of frustrating with, you know, the people in the 60s and how much music from there is like ended up being really lasting in part because it was created in this time of tumult. And you wonder, like, is is today like that? Well, who knows? We'll find out 50 years from now. <laughs> okay. Well, no, I, are we going to be the annoying people telling the youngins like, ah, oh, the music that was being made back in our day?
0: <laughs> well, there's certainly a lot of great music.
2: Yeah, that this record, yeah, it's it's remarkably successful uh, you know, again, I, it almost loses me a few times, but I'm always back on board. And I will just say, yeah, get good headphones or good speakers because there's so much depth. The production is so rich, as you would expect from this band.
0: And so the big themes really tie together on the last song, which is called We, and so we will go out with that. And again, we've been listening to Arcade Fire's sixth record called We. This is the title track. And you've been listening to For the Record. Thanks so much for listening.